Salt Lake City. Hey, Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. 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 Welcome to Salt Lake Jake's Take. I am Salt Lake Jake, fellas. We are winding down the season. We got four, three, wait, what? Three more games left. Three games left. A slight outside chance at the at the at the Pac-12 championship if things were to break our way, which they probably won't. But you know, it's still mathematically possible. We're ranked number eighteen in the in the college football poll, which is BS because we're thirteenth in the AP poll. So this week I'm going by the AP poll. The thirteenth yeah. ranked Utes take on the fifth ranked Washington Huskies up at uh, Seattle. A battle on Mont Lake. I've got my guys Pete and Chris Blake with us here today. Chris is our first repeat guest. He has earned that honor. Guys, how we doing? Great to be here, Jake. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Doing good, Jake. I packed my bags. Son and I are going to Seattle. Are you going? You know it, man. My flight leaves in just a few hours here. Headed up. Where are you? Where are you staying up there? Are you staying by the stadium? Listen, I we have too many listeners to uh to to to, to, to explain where I'm staying, but downtown, some some Marriott downtown. Okay, okay. Plus, we don't want to give away the exact locale. It'll be like telling where Taylor Swift is staying. The exactly. crowd would show up. So like Jake groupies are wild and crazy. So you got to be careful with that. <laughs> That's right. No kidding. All right, fellas. So how are we feeling? Let's just start off with that. Chris, how are you feeling going into this weekend? I'm feeling really good. Here's, here's the thing I'm excited about. I'm excited to see us play a big time team. And this is what Washington is. Now I had the same enthusiasm a couple of weekends ago when we played Oregon, but I think we find we show up this weekend. I'm excited to see it. I'm going to say, Jake, we've got four games left. We're getting in this Pac-12 championship. I'm going to just be unbridled optimism. Wow. I feel awesome. like this um, is, I feel like this is the game for relevancy for the season. You've got the USC win and the Florida win, but those teams are not ranked. Uh, you've got the two losses to the Oregons. This is the week of the year we're going to know if this team was relevant. Hey, if we can go up there, pull off a win, I think uh, I think that would that would speak volumes. Here's the here's the fact of the matter, fellows. I don't think Washington's as good as Oregon. I know they beat them in an emotionally charged rivalry game, but you look at the thing, you look at the the numbers, right? Oregon's more of a complete team. They have a top five offense with a top eighteen defense. Whereas Washington, they're just offense, man. They've got a top five offense, but their defense is ranked 102nd in the country. So their defense isn't good at all. USC was able to push around their defensive line on the line of scrimmage and run the ball. That is the key to our game. If we can get some push on the O-line against their D, get Jackson running up the middle for five, six yards, get uh, working some end arounds maybe. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not breaking any news, but maybe breaking some news. There may be a position switch with a super, super fast quarterback of ours who may be getting some touches somewhere else besides quarterback. That's just what I'm saying. If we can get if we can get Vaki out there to get some plays made, I think we can muddy this up and make it a game like I think I'm, I'm expecting something similar to the USC game where it's pretty high scoring. Both teams in the 30s defenses don't do much. Um because, like I said, their defense is ranked 102nd in the country, so it's it's strength against strength and weakness against weakness this weekend. Washington's yeah. offense against our top-flight defense, our mediocre offense against their bad defense. That's how you make it a game. I think it's going to come down to the wire. 
could be a 35-32 type of game. But one thing's for sure, it's going to be fun. Pete, have you ever been to a game at Husky Stadium? I have not. I have not. But a question Chris, what about you? Have you ever been to Husky Stadium? Nope, I have not. I'm okay. disappointed I'm not making it this year. I was there in 2017 when they when uh, when Kyle Whittingham inexplicably oh, gave Washington yeah. a timeout to move the ball down for a field goal, which I, I don't get. Washington scored 10 points in 40 seconds to win that game. Anyway, it is an amazing experience. Like, you walk down through campus. First of all, campus is old. The architecture is amazing. There's lots of trees. It's beautiful. You're walking down towards the lake, and then all of a sudden you see the stadium just kind of start to rise, and it rises, and it continues to rise, and it looks huge. It seats 70,000, but it looks like an SEC 110,000-seat stadium the way it's built. The, the upper decks are steep. They got the roof. It's an incredible setting. Literally, you're sitting there. You look right out on the lake. There's boats. There's beautiful scenery. They call it the greatest setting in college football, and I can attest as a visitor, it absolutely is. It is beautiful. And then it's loud. So it, it's it's an amazing experience. It's going to be a rocking experience. Uh, looking forward to it. So it should be, should be fun. Okay, so question about the game. Penix is the key, obviously. He's the, he's the superstar in the game. We've Is he the best quarterback we've faced this season? Uh, you know what? Uh, he has the best numbers, but I actually think Bo Nix is probably the best this season. Caleb Williams just isn't what he was last year when he won the Heisman. He's still good, but he's not He's not what he was last year. I think Bo Nix personally, I mean, he Bo Nix is the most experienced college quarterback in the history of college football. He has the most starts ever as a starting quarterback, right? And you could see it. Nothing, fla- nothing got to him. He was unflappable. He made the right play at the right time. He made the right audibles at the right time. He knew what our defense was doing, and he called the correct plays. So I think Bo Nix is the best quarterback we face. Penix is still awesome when he's under pressure, when he's outside the pocket, when he doesn't have time to sit in the pocket. His, his, like he's, he's not nearly as efficient. It drops like 20 points in efficiency rating, which is a lot from like 85 to 60 or something like that when he's under pressure. So the key will be at Sack Lake City in that backfield. The P5 Nation sack leader, Jonah Ellis, needs to needs to inflict pain on Michael Penix Jr. Let's get Van Fillinger get some sacks. Let's get Carlton get in the backfield, pressure him, and that's how I think you you at least slow the Washington offense because you're not stopping this offense. You're just not going to. If you can slow them a, a bit, get a couple punts, and then on offense, you know, do long sustained drives, run the clock. I think we can make this a game. What what think ye? Yeah, I, Jake, I think you hit on the on a key point here, and the thing I'm most interested in. I think Whittingham said earlier this week that this is the best offensive line that we're going to face, and our our defensive line looked terrible against Oregon. So if this line is better, that makes me a little bit nervous from the perspective of can we put pressure on Penix? Because that's where we thrive. Our secondary is solid. We're we're a little bit hurt without Lander, but. They the the secondary is is fantastic when there's pressure. Now that that's true of all teams, but you put pressure on Michael Penix, he is not going to be the same looking quarterback. He's not going to throw over the top on this secondary, and so that's the thing I'm both most nervous about and excited to see is can that front four maybe a blitz or two put enough pressure on Penix to make him think, get happy feet, moving him around. You know that's a, that's an interesting point. So maybe. Four down linemen is not going to cut it. I wonder if if Scally gets creative, brings an extra linebacker, brings maybe a, a corner blitz on occasion, brings a safety blitz. But the fact is, we have to try and get pressure. We just have to because he, if we give him time to sit back in the pocket all day, 
uh, it's not going to work out for us. Um, the thing about it too is, is like I said, Washington is a good team, but you know what? I mean, they, they barely beat Arizona state 15 to seven at home. Arizona state was able to get some turnovers, was able to muddy it up a bit. They went to, uh, down to the wire with Arizona and Arizona's, I mean, they're a good team, but Washington's not unbeatable. Yes. They have a 16 game winning streak, which is amazing, but they have looked human at times. And they've done that by being able to get turnovers and by getting pressure on Michael Penix. So that is the absolute key. We've got to pressure the guy. We got to make him uncomfortable. See if he can make mistakes. If we can do that, I predict we just may sneak out of Washington with a dub, but it all comes down to that. Okay, down to our running game now. Um, where what, what do we know about JJ, and do we have any other options? I, you alluded to something sneaky, and let's break some news, man. Let's, we're, this is this is where what we're doing this for. Well, breaking news. I don't have any breaking if you news. Can. <laughs> but I've heard scuttlebutt. I've kept my ear to the street. I've been pounding the pavement, trying to find info, and I've heard that Mister Nate Johnson maybe maybe worked in a few times on some end arounds and some slot work stuff, which, which yeah, we, his we speed is spectacular. It. As we saw against Arizona state, he ran away from those DBs. Like they were linebackers. Like he's fast. So if they could do that, plus Vaki has been sick the last couple weeks. That's why he didn't get a much, much mm-hmm. uh, run at offense against Arizona state, which is good. He's back. To go. He's healthy enough to give it a go, which he's been injured all season. Like how many times have we talked about it? Two or three times a game, he'll limp off the field, right? And so he's he's going to give it a go. So I think with, with Vaki, with the JJ, Glover looked better last game. I think we can get the, the ground pressure, the ground game going on this. I think we can do it. Is our old well, line I, playing better? The old the line in my mind is is a little bit of a mess. Uh, but La, Laumea and Mokafisi, for what I mean, the sense is they have played better as of late. Uh, I don't know how you say Coley Fayou last name i apologize but since coley's been in they have run the ball much better oregon aside and so certainly they've got a better hit there uh fano and toy togiai are you know moving back and forth uh between who plays there but i i think it's i think it's critical those guys get some some push i even liked some of those short passes they had one to one of the freshmen running back Deion Stanley last week a little uh, a little kind of mini wheel route out to the side like if they can get Barnes to get that ball out you know I'd love to see it to Nate Johnson to Stanley some of these guys let them be quick on the outside you know it, it it's we're gonna have to spread Washington out and not let them just you know beat us up the middle agree that's and you know you know bring up a point Mike Leach, rest in peace, man. I still can't believe he's gone. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. What he used to always say was because he he ran that air raid, is that little swing passes to running backs that was their running plays, right? Yeah. Um, so like you you mentioned that play to Stanley, that freshman, yeah, do several of those, get them out on the edge, even if it's a two yard pass and it gets you four or five yards. Count that as a win because it's like a run of the middle for five or six yards. That's how you got to beat them. Chunk, you know, matriculate your way down the field. We're not. Michael Penix, we're not going to have 60, 70 yard touchdown passes like they will. We've got to matriculate our way down the field. And I think that's how they can do it. I think they can do it pounding the rock with JJ, getting Vaki in there and some Wildcat, and then maybe opening up the speed on the edges. That's how we're going to move the ball against Washington to make this a game. Well, we Jake, I, I, I'd be curious. Oh. oh, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, say, Jake, 
do you sense that Barnes is throwing the ball better? Like the last couple of weeks to Vele, to 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 Mikey, to Landon King. Like, what do you what do you think he's doing right or differently than than the previous games? I think the fact that he no longer has to worry about is Cam Rising starting next game, is Cam Rising coming back, as well as are there Nate Johnson packages where he's going to come in and usurp playing time. I think the fact that he doesn't have to look over his shoulder, knowing no matter what, he's the guy. He's been a lot more confident, a lot more comfortable. I think we talked about this last week. He's really good on his first read. His first read's open. He can get the ball out quickly, get it to him. Where he tends to struggle a little bit is if that's covered, and then it's like, oh, do I do I progress through my progressions look for someone else? Do I tuck and run? Do I get – he seems to get antsy in the pocket in those situations. So if they can make these quick throws, quick routes, you know, a little six-yard out, seven-yard out, a little crossing route, and he knows where he's going, I think then then he's, he's efficient enough – to win this game. We're not expecting him to be Michael Penix. We're not expecting Caleb. We're not expecting Cam Rising, man. We're expecting him to manage the game like a game manager, the old tag that Alex Smith used to have in the pros. Manage the game. Don't make mistakes. Let's move the ball and get us in a position to win. I think that can happen. So the weather is calling for rain and wind. Uh, Have we been practicing with wet balls? (laughs) (laughs) What do you expect there? I know you have Pete. Um, So um, the thing is, uh, has it changed? Because I looked on AccuWeather yesterday, and it's supposed to rain in the morning, but by game time, it's supposed to taper off oh, and be clear okay. up. I hope it does, because I, I there's nothing I hate more than sitting through rain at a football game. Even if you got a poncho, <laughs> it sucks. So, um, But you never know. That actually could help us, because they rely so heavily on the throw. You know, a wet, messy game usually leans towards a team that has ball control and running the ball, so it could help. We've talked about we win with good defense, pressuring the quarterback, Moving the ball to the ground, I'm going to predict. I may regret this. Utah coming out with a win, 35-33. Utah coming out of Seattle with a dub. Nice, Chris. Well, I like uh, I like where Jake's optimism is, and I am on board with that. I'm going to say that in order for Utah to win this game, it's going to have to be lower scoring. I look at that Arizona State game. Remind me, was that Arizona State game in Washington? Yes, yes. it was. Yeah, so so there are times that they have not done well at home. So I'm going to go something like uh, 27-24 uh, for, for the Utes. Okay, I like that. You know what? In that Arizona State game, it was ridiculous because it was 7-6, to six and Washington needed a 90-yard pick six with with eight minutes left to take the lead. So Arizona State was up seven to six and driving on the 11 yard line yeah. uh, of Washington with eight minutes left. And they threw a 90 yard pick six, which ended the game. And but hey, like I said, let's go in there. Let's muddy it up. Let's get some pressure and let's get that dub. Pete, last hey, thoughts. So we're, we're 10 point underdogs. FYI, I know you both picked us to win on the road. And that's I love the optimism. Not knocking that we are 10 point underdogs. We are playing an undefeated team who is number five in the play- playoff rankings. A uh, uh, bigger question: Does this does does this spoil the Pac-12's chances at a playoff spot if we yes win? yes because the Pac-12 is going to Pac-12. We yeah. know it's going to happen. Washington is not going to be the first team to go undefeated in the last year of the Pac-12. The Pac-12 will eat itself. We don't get enough credit for being a great football league, which it has been for a number of years. Everyone's giving us more props this year because we finally had a decent preseason game slate of games and won some. But this is what the Pac-12 does. It's what makes it awesome. I'll lament it later, but yes, it's going to screw everything up. 
We're yeah, up. and you know what? I, I I'm all for it. If if anybody's gonna screw it up, let it be us, man. We got screwed <laughs> up in 19 by Oregon. Here's Absolutely. what: if we win this, here's what will still likely happen. Washington will likely win out, go 11-1. Oregon wins out, goes 11-1. They'll rematch in Vegas, two 11-1 Pac-12 teams for the Pac-12 title, and probably the winner still will make the playoff there, which would help us because if we can get a Pac-12 team in the playoff, that means the runner-up will be in an NY6 game, which would possibly open up for us if we go 10-2, and a Fiesta Bowl or a Cotton Bowl. But I'm not going to look that far ahead. We're looking forward to this weekend. Um, but, yeah, Pac-12, man, that's what makes this league so freaking charming is – you have several good teams, despite the negative outlook and narrative on the Pac-12 Conference. You have several good teams, and they beat each other at the top. And it's fun because you don't know what's going to happen. 2019, all they had to do was beat Oregon in the title game, and we're in the playoffs. Boom, they beat us. We're out. You know, uh, last year, all USC had to do was win the t- But, uh, yeah, man, looking forward to a fun weekend. Should be uh should be a good game. Hopefully we come out on top. Any last second thoughts, Pete, Chris? Let's get it. Let's let's be relevant. Let's win. Yeah, get some good food up there. You know, you got a bunch of different uh, places. I'd say hit, find something interesting and uh, enjoy the game, gentlemen. Yeah. I hope it doesn't rain rain you out. Jake, what are you doing extracurricular besides the game? Uh, well, I've gone with my brothers. We're going to, we're going to, I've got a list of restaurants. We're going to go hit up. I've been to Seattle a couple times. I've seen all the homeless camps and stuff. I don't need to see them again. <laughs> see them again. Um, Bubble but, gum wall. yeah, you know, we may head down to Pike's market, get some Beecher's Mac and cheese while we're down there. Pretty awesome. That's um, a solid but shout. definitely at least going to go hit up the food scene, get some nice seafood while we're up there. See the Utes get this W hopefully we're talking next week, fellas. Hopefully we're pumped up and we will be at that point. If we win, we'd be eight and two. Probably in the top 12 uh, in the playoff rankings at that point. But anyway, have a good weekend, fellas. Thank you for joining us. I am Salt Lake Jake, and I am out. Salt Lake City. Hey, Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake.